Today on the Joy in the Word podcast, we pick up in the book of the prophet Malachi, and we're in chapter 3. There's only four chapters in this book, and so we will finish it today. Chapter 3 begins by saying, See, I will send my messenger who will prepare the way before me. Now, this is specifically referring to John the Baptist, but could also be referring to any priest or prophet that goes before us and paves the way. It says, Then suddenly the Lord you are seeking will come to his temple. The messenger of the covenant whom you desire will come, says the Lord Almighty. But who can endure the day of his coming? Who can stand when he appears? For he will be like a refiner's fire or a launderer's soap. He will sit as a refiner and purifier of silver. He will purify the Levites and refine them like gold and silver. Then the Lord will have men who will bring offerings in righteousness, and the offerings of Judah and Jerusalem will be acceptable to the Lord, as in days gone by, as in former years. So I will come near to you for judgment. I will be quick to testify against sorcerers, adulterers, and perjurers, against those who defraud laborers of their wages, who oppress the widows and the fatherless, and deprive aliens of justice. But do not fear me, says the Lord Almighty. So they do all of these evil things, and then they're not afraid of the Lord. They're not afraid of the consequences. It says they are doing evil and not fearing the Lord. Now this next portion is entitled, Robbing God. I, the Lord, do not change. So you, O descendants of Jacob, are not destroyed. Ever since the time of your forefathers, you have turned away from my decrees and have not kept them. Return to me, and I will return to you, says the Lord Almighty. But you ask, how are we to return? Will a man rob God? Yet you rob me. But you ask, well, how do we rob you? In tithes and offerings, you are under a curse, the whole nation, because you are robbing me. Bring the whole tithe into the storehouse, that there may be food in my house. Test me in this, says the Lord Almighty. And see if I will not throw open the floodgates of heaven and pour out so much blessing that you will not have room enough for it. I will prevent pests from devouring your crops and the vines in your fields will not cast their fruit, says the Lord Almighty. Then all the nations will call you blessed for yours will be a delightful land, says the Lord Almighty. Picking up in verse 13, you have said harsh things against me, says the Lord. Yet you asked, what have we said against you? You have said it is futile to serve God. What did we gain by carrying out his requirements and going about like mourners before the Lord Almighty? But now we call the arrogant blessed. Certainly the evildoers prosper and even those who challenge God escape. Then those who feared the Lord talked with each other, and the Lord listened and heard. A scroll of remembrance was written in his presence concerning those who feared the Lord and honored his name. It says that their names were written down. Those who feared the Lord and honored his name. They will be mine, says the Lord Almighty. In the day when I make up my treasured possession, I will spare them just as in compassion a man spares his son who serves him. And you will again see the distinction between the righteous and the wicked, between those who serve God and those who do not. 
Now picking up in chapter 4, surely the day is coming. This is entitled the day of the Lord. It will burn like a furnace. All the arrogant and every evildoer will be stubble. And that day is coming and will set them on fire, says the Lord Almighty. Not a root or a branch will be left to them. But for you who revere my name, the sun of righteousness will rise with healing in its wings. And you will go out and leap like calves released from the stall. Then you will trample down the wicked. They will be ashes under the soles of your feet. On the day when I do these things, says the Lord Almighty, remember the law of my servant Moses, the decrees and laws I gave him at Horeb for all Israel. See, I will send you the prophet Elijah before that great and dreadful day the Lord comes. He will turn the hearts of the fathers to their children and the hearts of the children to their fathers, or else I will come and strike the land with a curse. You'll remember that the Lord sent John the Baptist, like it says in John chapter 1. It says that he sent John the Baptist in the spirit of Elijah, that he ministered in the spirit and power of Elijah. And so that ends the book of Malachi. And it's actually the end of the Old Testament. It's the end of the 12 minor prophets that end the Old Testament. And then there's a time of about 400 years in between the Old Testament and the New Testament, the time that they call from Malachi to Christ. This time has also been called the silent years or the quiet years because there are no books in the Bible written down to tell us what happens, but then they also say that these times are anything but silent or quiet. So Malachi actually prophesied around 430 BC during the Persian period. Following the Persian period is the rule of Alexander the Great, which establishes the Hellenistic period, which lasts from 330 to 166 BC. After Alexander the Great, obviously his kingdom was turned over to the Ptolemies and the Seleucids, and then their empire was followed by the Hasmonean period. It lasts for about 100 years, from 166 to 63 BC. This is when the Maccabean Revolt takes place, and it includes Judas Maccabeus' leadership, and this is when uh, the tower is cleansed. This is when they rebel against Antiochus. So then following the Hasmonean period is the Roman period. Of course, this is the time that ushered Jesus into the world. Uh, Herod the Great obviously was the ruler and the king at this time. So with that, we end the book of Malachi, and also that is the end of the Old Testament.